episode 175 above ground podcast message in a bottle message in a bottle disclaimer the host of this podcast timothy patrick and will foley are by no means medical professionals however having lived experience with mental illness themselves they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis by sharing their stories they hope to create connection By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast. Coming at you live with real conversations about mental health from the perspective, it's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now your hosts, TPP and Will Foley. Hey. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below. Below. We're sending out an SOS. We're sending out an SOS to the world. I hope that someone gets my... What are we talking about today, Timmy? Ah, uh, you know, looking for help, asking for help. Looking for help in all <laughs> the wrong places. Looking for help in too many faces. Um, Sorry about that. I just got a little Johnny Gill. Or, or I um, uh, John, yeah, Johnny, uh, yeah, Johnny Gill? No. I don't know, no, man. Shit. Come on, man. Johnny, Johnny Lee, right? Johnny Lee Gifford. um you know living with uh suicide ideation are we talking about passive or active we can talk about both you know just what it's like and 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 what we can do um to you know ways to reach out who to reach out to who to reach out to you know is there a better way i don't even know you i mean is there better ways to ask for help Ooh, you know, I, I don't I, I don't know if I have an answer for that because I'll be honest with you, man. I don't see a better way to ask for help because even the help that's asked for isn't being given. Like it's just it's just yeah. not. Like a lot of people are being turned away. Like yeah. you got a lot of factors at hand. You yeah, got, there's a lot. You're right. You're and, right. But it's now that doesn't mean that. I'm not trying to shortchange anybody's problem, but that's what I see. Like, that's just what I see normally, you know, at, on an every day that, and that's not where I'm at as much as it is where other people are, because I have lots of tentacles in this whole thing. So right. personally, and you know, my mom is still struggling and there's been a bunch of struggles with that. So I've realized that, you know, there's a limit to all of this. And unfortunately, man, unfortunately, not all the cries for help are being heard. Um, and that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. And, you know, the um, with the with this new 988 um, crisis mental health hotline, whatever they're calling it there, um the secretary of federal department of health was quoted saying you won't get a busy signal or put on hold you will get help 
for 988. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I've heard a lot of that. Um, I did hear our, our commissioner talk about it. Um, a lot of people are very, very happy about it. I have not personally called it yet. I want to call it myself and introduce myself, and I want to do it because if I'm going to give it as a resource, that's I want to make sure that it's an actual resource. I think that's, and that that's a brilliant not, idea. And it's, it's, you know, the sad part of it is is that human beings have to do this work, right? And that's the saddest part of it because the fact is is that human beings are only capable of so much on a daily, right? We're only so much of so much empathy. We're only capable of so much patience. We're only capable of being able to handle so many tasks. We're only capable of handling such a high caseload or or delivery rate or whatever it is that we do. And I think what happens a lot of times is is that a lot of people that are lost in this system get lost in this system because people that are there's people that are overworked and underpaid in a lot of regards, okay? In a lot of professional places are very overworked and underpaid. And then when you are paid decent enough, you still have to deal with the same stuff. You still have to deal with your own mental health. Mm. And and like we we don't really talk about the mental health providers. Like we've talked about this in the past, you and I, and we've talked yeah. about like we've had some ideas and like there's the problem is is that nobody's like there's no help for anyone because the help that's helping is burned out and the help that's coming behind it isn't developed enough yet or it's not it's not the thing is is that what I what I saw during COVID were people were nurses and stuff that and now maybe this was a media fiction but and I'm not a conspiracy theorist okay that's not where I I lie what what I'm saying is is I did hear different reports that said they fast tracked nurses that were in nursing programs to become nurses faster because they needed to serve the people that they needed to serve and this is the lesson that I've learned you can have all the book smarts in the world man and you need those books however you need real world experience also. And that real world experience will you. teach you a lot different uh, ideas when you finally get to the books. Because what you'll understand about the books is, is that the books are, you know, yeah, they're very useful. There's scales. There's all co- these kinds of things. There's there's modes of therapy. There's things that we really need to learn and we really need it. But we need to be able to have people who are willing to 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 subject themselves to the constant barrage of dealing with other people's problems. And like the way we're going about it is not fast enough and it's not solving the problem because we keep moving this to this, to this, to this goalpost, to that goalpost. Just rearranging them. in, In the message in a bottle, I think, dude, the bottle doesn't even get, the bottle gets thrown in the garbage. You know what I mean? It's like you don't even get to send it to somebody because somebody else sees it and they're like, "Oh, well, this doesn't mean anything." They just throw it out. Maybe. And I, I mean, metaphor, metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Say. I think, I think, I think it maybe a better way to say it would be that you know, I think there's so many messages in a bottle that are that are thrown into the ocean that they're just getting they're, they're either getting lost or or 
they're, the people are getting overwhelmed because there's so many that are popping up onto the beach that they can't get to them all. That could be, or it could be that our messages are landing in a different language. Because it just kind of dawned on me when we were talking about that as we talk about the ocean. Like, maybe my message is getting sent someplace that they don't speak my language. Uh, and I yeah, think... But if, I, if, if, if I'm on, like, for me, I went to, like, psychology.com and or psychology today i don't remember what it was i think it was psychology today to to look for a therapist so here's here's my thing okay if if you're a therapist and you're on there and you say accepting new patients and then when someone emails you or calls you and 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 you're not accepting new patients you should make sure that you change that on the website like unfortunately so, so that I may not necessarily and and i only i only say this because of how things work when you are advertising. The thing is, is that it, they're a list that psychology today puts together themselves. No, that's fine. But I'm saying is what I'm saying is I don't think people are, it's, I don't think these messages are going to the wrong people that they can't read. them. I think that there's just too many messages because that if I, if I go to the, I mean, where else is the right place, right? If I'm looking for a therapist, yeah, I, you know, right. I, I, yeah. I called my insurance company and got a list of people that, that were, you know, in my area under that plan. So I called a few of them and, and to be honest with you, I think out of five, one called me back. I experienced, I've experienced. No, that I know. I mean, it's too. just, but I'm just saying like, that's like, I, and that's what know. I'm saying about perfect. Like we got to rethink about what, it really is to do some of this because the thing is, is that too many people are getting left behind because yeah, the the right people aren't there, but and too many people are getting burnt out too. So, well, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's, it's tough, dude. It is tough. No, I know. It's tough I'm, not, to... I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying like, I think like, you know, cause it's not just about like, Hey, are you willing to, to come out and, and handle people's, you know, barrage of problems? It's, it's about like, Hey, do you, uh, do you know enough to where you can do this, but also know enough to where you can step back and say, Hey, um, I need a day off. I need a break. I need, you know, and maybe go get some Reiki done and, and get some energy to, you know, some of that, you know, the barrage of everybody's problems taken off, you know? Right. Yeah. I can see that. So that would actually be like, again, self care. Right. And again, I well, so let's let us define self-care. Let's define self-care for some people out there. What what your idea of self-care is cuz again, I still think that self-care still is a little bit of one of these misnomers that some people think, I mean, I think is it can be, just taking a lounge at the yeah, you know but at the, sometimes at the it spa. could be it depend, it, that's the thing. I I I think it depends on the person, right? I you know, in my writings, I have called it Con- I, I I made it like a a, a statement saying um, controlled self care. So it's like picking you know uh, three two or three things that you know work for you and will bring you joy or will help you reset refocus um, just give you a, a break you know um, and 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 stick with those things right you know it's like so many times people. I don't know what it is. It's like these are tried and true things. They work. Some of them, if you are into the breathing methods, they are scientifically proven to work. And yet we dismiss them and we want a pill or we want to just 
you know, whatever. Again, we don't want to pay attention to our health when, um, you know, everything's going okay. But then when we're sick, we're like, oh, wow, like I wish I did. Yeah, well, right. and then and then you do for a week and then you stop and you live your life. It's like this is this is your life. Like you have to have some kind of hold on it. You have to take control and, again, controlled self-care. You have to put these things in place. And, again, you have to be mindful enough to know when these are are needed you know you should kind of be proactive and and add them in but you should also know like you were saying um in a past episode like how would they know like would you know like if i'm above baseline if i'm slipping or whatever there's got to be there's got to be some um cues you know if 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 you keep tripping over the same thing if you're extra irritable and, and something's disrupting your your daily routines maybe that's a cue and you need to step back and go i need yeah. to unplug i need i need to take a day off i need to whatever it is i agree i agree with that however the thing is though about checking in like i i realize this that a lot of people what happens is is somebody'll check in one day and then you don't have any contact with anybody for a few days. And it's it's very hard to maintain self-care and still check in on people. You mean for you or for the person? Well, I, I for me personally, yes. Okay. For me, I get a little bit like I'm like, okay, I always feel like I'm the one checking in. Oh, okay. And nobody seems to be checking in on me. And it's not that I'm I'm it's not that I'm trying to make this about me. No, no, I know what you're saying. But the other part of it is too, is, is that you can only check in so often. So if you only see somebody once every four months, you don't even know what necessarily baseline is right now for those people. So it's hard to make, it's hard to make an accurate dissemination. And at least I, I do think when it comes to like, if, if you're breaking down, is somebody depressed versus somebody suicidal somebody who's suicidal obviously there's some depression there in some regards oh absolutely i i would think i i'm not i i don't want to say it for 100 percent because i'm sure there may be a small percentage that just yeah maybe, that just yeah that that unfortunately that's fair you know what i mean and in all due respect to the people that we've lost but you you have to you have to maintain those abilities to be able to do those things. And it makes it very hard to be able to do those things all the time, let alone to check in on somebody. Right. But somebody with depression is one thing because you may have gotten to know the depression where somebody who might be suicidal, you may miss if you don't see them very often. But when you don't see somebody very often, I don't know if you get an accurate an accurate depiction of what their baseline is That's unless fair. unless you've spent enough time with them over the years to know and then of course if you obviously are close enough to them and you know what's sort of going on in their lives with their families or with their jobs i mean if you're a close enough friend and know what's going on then you might want to check in a little bit more often if you know something is is a stressor that's what now, i was kind of going to say granted we all have stressors but i'm saying major stressors like figure out who is best suited for that position for you you know what i mean like it's one thing to have like you know a couple friends you might want to check in but on but if if there's like an actual, like that one person that you can kind of, I don't want to say count on, but you can go to. 
You know, yeah, you feel comfortable, and then you respect them in a way where you know they're not gonna, you know, um, judge you or, or shame you or, or or you know dismiss you. Then they're gonna be honest about it. But at the same time, I think the person um, in need of help, looking for help, has to be honest and and has to be specific. If if you can be, if if you yeah, can be, but I I mean, there's you got you got at least as as honest and specific as you're able to be. I'll, let me say that. Yeah, I would. I because again, there's there's a re, like you've you really turned me on to this spectrum thing, and like for some reason I don't know why it never dawned on me that there was a spectrum of all this because like. Like I find myself constantly comparing myself to places that other people are in their lives and be like, wow, that could be me. Like it could like, again, nobody, there is nobody walking this surface right now in any part of this globe that isn't susceptible to any of the things that we're talking about. And if you think you are, well, good luck to you. And I have no sympathy for you because that just means that you're ignorant. In my own opinion, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. That's just how I feel. If you don't understand that this affects everybody, or you think it's some hoax, well, then you know what? Go shove your head further up and, the ass well, that you're up. And here's there. the thing, though: I, I think you know, depend even depending on where you are in the world, but the, the you know, I think a lot of the culture that we see in society is it can be similar. That that there's toxic parts to it, no matter where you are. And, Absolutely. And, and if you're in that environment, that's going to be a variable. Absolutely. Your environment is always an event. Your environment is one of the biggest variables. Yeah. And, and the attitude that you have within that environment. Bingo. And it's, it's that perfect. It's that feeling again, like, you know, people who do not want to feel anything. Okay. That's, like that that's shutting off a part of you that you really need man because if you don't feel out of place someplace or if you don't feel joy someplace where you th- should feel joy man that's you're robbing yourself of what of of what the gift is to be here you know what i mean well i think that's i think and i think that's that's a big variable which i've said before is is just not not knowing how to navigate through these emotions or even sometimes what they are, you know, like you could be, you could be mad and feeling anger, but is it, is it really anger, you know? And then where's that tied to, you know? So being able to sit with an emotion and go, this is, this is, this is this, or this is this, and this is not this. And, and I'm feeling this, but it's derived from a thought and that thought is a cognitive distortion. So yeah, I'm feeling this, but the reason why I'm feeling this is not necessarily true. But are all your, but all your thoughts aren't cognitive distortions though. That's the thing. They aren't. No, no, I know they aren't. So you no, got So to, you still have to decipher yeah. which between a, a, a cognitive distortion absolutely. and what's reality, which is, which is a stretch for some people. It is. It is absolutely is a hundred percent stretch for me some days. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, you know, me too. It's like you've been you've been kind of given that shit sandwich so many times, and you you're eating it, and then someone's like, "Here, man, that's bad. Try this one." And then you, you second guess it. You're like, "I don't know if I. I don't know. Is it, I don't know. I don't it's know better. What, right. <laughs> right. I don't know what's better. Is the know. shit sandwich better, or is the other shit right? shit sandwich better? Yeah, double the shit. 
So, you know, it unfortunately it, it, it takes work on on all angles for on all parties involved. You know, you, you you have to get to a point where you can kind of be mindful of these things and you can um pay attention to cues and, and pay attention to your thoughts and watch your thoughts and and understand that so again, some of these are just thoughts. Just because you're thinking them doesn't mean that they're factual. That's um, that's an accurate. That's that's very that's very real. That is true. Yeah. I think Not all your thoughts are real. And I think going back to what we were saying earlier about with the when we talked about the nine eight eight and having the trained counselors who can help and talk, um, we had we have talked about this numerous times, but we talked about it last month with Andrew um, about like filling in those gaps, right? And that's what it's about. It's filling in the gaps, and right. that's. And and it's where that those messages are going is in the gaps, man. Right. Maybe. And there's a lot. And there's a lot of fucking gaps. gaps. There's a lot, a lot of gaps. gaps. And there's a lot of people that don't coordinate. You have to coordinate care for yourself or for your loved one if you are involved in this. So, like one of the biggest ways that you can help. Okay. And I'm gonna say this: if you have a member of your family who has a mental illness of any sort. And, and when I say any sort, I mean anything, okay? Especially if they've been hospitalized in the past. The first thing you need to do is to get their identification, to get all of their birth certificate, their social security card, all of those items that say who they are and make photocopies of those and put them someplace. Because this will make your life way easier after you've picked your loved one up from a hospital when they've sent out their SOS and they become hospitalized. Because what happens to a lot of people is they lose their stuff going through the system. And it is very difficult for someone who doesn't have a birth certificate to get anything. It doesn't matter what it is. The simplest thing, whether it's, you know, anything that everybody needs okay it doesn't matter whether you are mentally ill or not you deserve the same dignity which means you still need the same things that everybody else does you need a cell phone you need you know you need housing you need food you need clothing you need at least a safe place to be right because that's what we all want that's what dignity really is and that's that's what really doing that is and that is you know, and that is where we talk, like, we've talked about connection. Um, we talk about connection all the time. And when we don't have connection is when we start to lack humanity. Because if we get caught up in our own bullshit, it's very easy to get cynical and angry and bitter and all those things, man. Yeah. Because those are, those are feelings. Those are real emotions that we are going to feel at different times. And those are natural emotions. Are they the real emotion you're feeling? Probably not, because that's probably two, three, maybe even four removed from that. However, still, and if you don't have the language, go to ByronKatie'sTheWork.com and download the PDFs for the emotions, and I will put them in, in the in the show notes for this episode because I have a list of those emotions everywhere. And I wish they were sitting right here in front of me right now, but they're sitting over on the other side of this room <laughs> in a pile. And I don't want to leave the mic to go get them. Let me ask you this. Cause you brought up 
um, connected, being connected and connectedness. Um, do you think that's, that if there's a disconnect in someone, are they able to make a connection with another? So I can only speak from my own personal experience. However, I've been told that certain people are unreachable. I don't believe that. I believe, though, if you are deemed one of the unreachable, that yes, maybe you have limits to what your abilities are able to carry you through, okay? And somebody's deemed you this. But that does not mean that you aren't capable of something. And I do really believe that people really become, they become versions of their environment. So if your environment is to manage and treat and manage and treat and not elevate, then you're going to become part of that treat, you know, that that cycle. And it's very hard to break out because after a while you become, you become, you, you need it. First of all, you become dependent on it and it depends on you too, but it's also one of those things that is, it's just hard to break because it's very hard to start from zero when you have all your faculties. But when you don't have all your faculties, starting from zero is not starting from zero. It's starting from like negative. a negative. Yeah. So you have other things that you have to make up for. Right. And I'm sorry, dude, there, not everybody can... Not everybody has the faculties to deal with the real world on a daily basis in a in a way that they can give themselves enough to take care of themselves. I'm sorry. That's just it and and again, like it's not their fault. And you know what? Anybody who thinks it is can, you know, go do whatever. No, that, no, that's legit. And, for and sure. Noam Chomsky said it best, man. The rich convince the middle class that the poor are the problem. And the poor aren't the problem. The gay people aren't the problem. You know, any of this culture stuff is not the problem, okay? You know what? You're the problem. You're the problem because you just so stuck in your ways that you just, you're so afraid. And what makes you so afraid? Well, the only way to get over fear is to stand in it and feel it and do it anyway, right? Right? Right. Take risks. Take risks, man. You know? Step out of your comfort zone and holy shit you might find that the message in a bottle gets someplace different and you get someplace different and it makes the world a better place it's not about you it's not about me it's about we right right maybe i don't know yeah maybe no. I'm, i think maybe, maybe i'm it, being... maybe it's about I, I mean maybe i'm wrong but i i think in the moment of somebody that's that's looking to get help it's it's about them which well, is, which is if you're, fine, if you're, but. yes, if you are looking for help, it's all about you. Yeah. Okay. But the only way they get help is if someone helps them. So there's the we in that scenario, I get it. I which get means we have to have people that are willing to help. And I, and I, dude, I've said this in episode after episode when we've talked about this, people don't want to get involved because I like some of it is that they don't give a fuck. Period. Okay. So, because some people just don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves. However, there are a lot of people that don't get involved because they don't 
A, know how to get involved. B, they don't want to be responsible for somebody else. Which I I get to a certain degree, but the thing is, like, for me, that's not really a thing because there's such a thing as, like, Good Samaritans and, you know. Yeah. You know. I, no, I and, do. And, that, and, and being tough... there to listen to somebody spill all their shit to you for 15 minutes, being able to do some active listening and being like, so I guess you're feeling like this really doesn't take much. And it doesn't take much out of your life, no matter how much you think it does. Yeah. The problem I think a little bit might be depending on where the situation is, but like, you know, somebody may have tried to help somebody before and that maybe they got burned something, you know, and they're, they're that happens and that happens. But the thing is, man, is that, and It's tough too, dude, because I, you know, I come from that whole thing. You know what I mean? And it's no, I know. I'm just saying it's just tough all. It is tough all around, man. It's tough all around. I think that's why it's kind of, you know, which I think in 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 other words we've been kind of saying, but you know, to be your own advocate is, you know, well, being your own advocate is you can, you can do so much if you have the ability to voice your stuff i'm telling you right now your voice will go much further for you than you think it will okay and it does just, just being then, able to voice it i think would make you feel a little better absolutely too. it would give you confidence plus it would also allow your caregivers or whomever you are your treatment team is or even your therapist or maybe your prescriber or just your family in general will know how to handle things because that makes, if you have confidence, that means you communicate better. And when you communicate better, then everything gets better. So by being an advocate for yourself and that's saying, look, no, this is not what I want. This is what I'd really like to try. And if it doesn't work, then we can do your idea. It's really about compromise and standing up for yourself. And, and again, standing up for yourself is, is, you know, in in all avenues of your life, is a difficult thing for a lot of people, man. It it really is. No, I, I in, agree. In all fairness, it is. No, in it's. I mean, all this stuff is difficult. I think, um, you know, looking for help, asking for help is it's, you know, it's people have, people have this um, misperception that you know, it it it's not. It, it's like you're weak. And, and it's the complete opposite. I mean, if you if you have the vulnerability and strength to ask for help, it is it, it's so huge. It's like probably one of the the most hardest things to do for some of us is to ask for help. It is very difficult, man. You know, so to be able to stop and say, you know what, I really I really need to ask for help. Is huge. It's the. It's such a huge first step, and then to to take that second step, and then to to get help. To you know, do you think that that speaks to a self love deficit of so many of us that we can't ask for help? Because even asking for asking for help is one thing, and then accepting it is another. So you you've got a couple layers of things in there. That, yeah, there's like, definitely. So I'm just wondering, is that a self love deficit? I think or is it the is it oh I gotta be I gotta. I step think a little bit of it's the culture and how how we were brought up and the ways that you know we didn't some people didn't know better. So you know what I mean. It's kind of goes back to like you know some people don't 
know how to ask for help. They don't know what to say. Well, right. You know right. what I mean? It's kind of that, like, you know, hey, if, 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 you know, if I don't know how to act or I don't know how to say. So I, I don't, I mean, I think that self-love deficit is, is a variable for sure. Right. I, I think okay. so. All right. I was wondering, cause I'm like, and, but I just wonder if that's what it is. Cause that's what it seems like. It seems like we're, it seems like so many of us are just, so many of us are, are caught up in that loving ourselves not enough. There. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, that. I, I mean, I personally think that that's the basis to all, the majority of this. I mean, if you, you know, again, there's it could be other factors, but like, let's say that you know, if you're if you have like five, ten close friends, and and none of them have ever asked for help before, but you feel like you want to ask for help, but then you're like looking around, you're like, ah, nobody else really asked, so maybe I shouldn't. Well, right, like so, in the classroom, like if you're yeah, a kid well, in just school like or whatever. The, yeah, like well, it, again, that does, but it, again, that really does affect you. Yeah, no, so you, I know. And if you're your own advocate and can stand up and say, "Look, I really need it." Yeah, then that's. But huge. it's it's something that you need to really learn. But it's also something that you have to feel that you're worthy of. And I wonder sometimes if that's really what it is. It's a self worth, self love deficit that we just that so many of us face, man. Yeah. No, I think that that that's definitely a variable, you know. And I think it's, again, it's also it's like if if you were never, you know, if you grew up in a house and no one's ever really asked for help, or, um, you know, never, never saw any of these kind of situations as far as you know, mental health challenges. If you never saw them firsthand, you know, it's kind of new, and and people again, they don't really know how. To to do it you know it's like maybe they know that like i think i need help but you know it's funny that you say that because i've you know i've i've wondered myself what i would be like had i not like had i grown up differently but then i'm like dude you know what you wouldn't be i wouldn't be who i am no. and I, I i don't think i'd want to man no i'm I, glad I that even... i got like i'm actually very grateful for the for the life that that dude yeah. I, that I lived, man, I, you know, I've got some pretty crazy stories and I've done some stuff that, you know, Timmy and I have, you know, similar backgrounds in a lot of ways, man. And it's like, I have some stories that a lot of people will never get to, you know, experiences that people will never get to have. And like, I got to see, I got to see the world through, I got to see the world through both sides of the fence in a lot of ways. And that, that really shapes even though you may not recognize it when you're in it, but that really does later on, if you're especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, you're really shaped differently to be able to look at it in a way way different way different light than you would if somebody was just coming out of school getting into this. Yeah, I mean, you know. Again, it's like you said before, if you were walking around thinking like, oh, you know, I had great upbringing and I have no issues. And it's like, you know, really, though, like, do you like so in a way, like I feel you're like ahead of the game, you know, because you went through the stuff and, and then it and then it provoked you to learn more. And now, you know, more and and. And with this new understanding brings all this other stuff behind it. So it's like, I don't know. 
like I just try I I personally try not to to do that kind of thing like look down that road or or compare to somebody else just because I feel like it's a it's like going into that it's, whole it, it's, it's hard like Flash to... Gordon when he's when he's reaching down the, oh yeah you know? yeah it's yeah. hard though man oh it is it's hard, hard. Yeah. no it's hard it's hard not to it's hard not to say like it's hard not to go wow I made a lot of the same choices man and I'm like Again, it it is, but it takes, but again, you can't, you just, you're, it's okay to get into that, to that thought. It's just about staying in that thought and hanging out in it and having drinks with all the people that surround that thought. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And and I yeah, shouldn't yeah. say having drinks because we have got a lot of friends on this show that uh, are in recovery, but whatever it is, having a cup of coffee with all those friends, man, you know, those friends yeah, that yeah. I'm talking that's about. What, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, the friends I'm talking about, the ones that always you know, say, well, you can't do that. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you No, you got to go to work on Monday. It's, no, you crazy. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, why? Did you think I was, intim- did no, you think I, I was imitating no. you? <laughs> no. I'm just, that's a, that was just a generalized, like, rant kind of thing. No, I know, I know. I'm just, you know, man, you know, man, like, Chong, man. Chong, man. <laughs> No, but I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that that um, we we touched on some good things, and I think that, you know, you you uh, you made some very valid good points. Um, well, thanks. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, you too. Thanks. <laughs> this kind of dude. This is about messaging a bottle, like. Wasn't about point counterpoint. Like this is all about the same thing. No, There's I not, know, but I'm just saying. Like. I kind of lost my track, <laughs> my train of thought in the middle of that. So, so, I, I, I think it was during the recording of this that I said that I didn't want to talk about like what nine eight eight might have happened because I haven't called it yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I have not. I do really want to personally call Great myself idea. and just introduce myself just so nobody knows that I'm in crisis and stuff, just so I know what it happens. However, this is, look, if you're sending out an SOS to the world, man, like the first thing I would do is find the closest person that you have in your life. If you have somebody, and I hope you do, I really do, I hope you have someone that you can turn to, whether it's just one person, a teacher, uh, a, an aunt, an uncle, a sibling, a neighbor, anybody, okay? But it can't be a pet because it has to be someone who can actually escalate things if need escalation. And when I say escalation, if somebody comes to you and says they feel like hurting themselves, the first thing you need to do is if they are in immediate danger and they've already told you all this, then you need to call 911 and have them come because it's about being safe. And I I I don't like to hand to say hand it over to 911. But in in severe cases you need to have that direct shot at getting someone to help. And 911 is the best way and if you explain to them on the other end things are changing all throughout this country when it comes to mental health so you have to check your states in your country's crisis lines and things like that. However, there are crisis lines. 988 here in New York State and throughout this country has been rolled out. It got rolled out in July 
Um, people say it works. I have not. I can't speak to it because I have not called it. I don't know. Um, I do want to call it, and I will soon, and I will report back and let you know because I really do want to give an accurate description of it. And if you are here in New York, New York has some of the best resources here for mental health there is and for substance abuse and stuff. We have everything here. Just if you are in immediate danger, okay, if you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, you need to let somebody know that. If you have the strength to, and I know that is tough, but please find the strength to. And even if you have, you know, we kind of touched on this uh, quick in the beginning um, with suicidal ideation, there's passive and there's active. So even if you have passive thoughts on it, you know, maybe this would be more on the proactive side is to maybe ask somebody or talk to somebody and say that, you know, hey, I, I, I had these thoughts and, um, you know, I don't know if this is normal or, or if having these thoughts are are unhelpful, you know, but maybe that could be a step in the right direction. You know, don't let those thoughts become active, you know, because active would be more of I'm ready, I have a plan or, you know, this is it kind of thing. Right. And we don't want it to get to the active stage. Right. And if you are in the active stage, then 911 needs to be dialed immediately. So if there is someone out there and you come across someone who is, who says, I have a plan, I'm ready to go, you need to call 911. Okay? You just need to call 911 as long as you know where that person is and you need to get help to them immediately. Crisis lines, please look them up. Um... Every state is different, so please look up your crisis lines because those are a good resource, but you have to make sure that they're 24-7, and unfortunately, not everything is 24-7 like it should be, okay? The truth is, is there is not enough places for people to go with mental illness, and that this is a fact across the board everywhere. So please, while you're out there, man, Remember, we're not all dealing with things we can see, and we all have different ways of coping. So don't make snap judgments because you have a feeling necessarily, okay? If you have a bad feeling, sure, get somebody involved. Ask for help. But don't don't make a snap judgment and say that somebody is 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 one way when they're really not that way and they're they're actually mentally ill. Make just Take a deep breath, man, and think about it. And think about it if it was your loved one, how you would want them treated. And that's what I say, man. Treat people with dignity. Call your doctor. Call your primary care physician. Uh, have them set you up. Have them set you up with an evaluation if you need it. Please. We can't afford to lose anyone else. Again, if you're the families of loved ones, make sure you have all their identification photocopied. And if you can even keep it for them so they don't need it. Nobody needs their social security card. Don't carry it. You don't need it. Nobody's going to ask you for it. You just need a non-driver ID if you don't have a driver's license. That's it. Okay? And you need a bank card. That's all you need. You don't need... You, you don't. You don't need to carry your birth certificates. You don't need to carry your... Like, you don't. So please don't. And please do not allow your family members to do it either. 
okay? Because it'll save you a lot of headache down the road, man. And try to have some... If you do have someone in your family that you know struggles, have a somewhat of a plan as to what to do in case something happens, Yeah, that's man. a good idea. That's have a, a safety plan. Just talk about it. You know what I mean? Even if even if nobody, even if there are no signs of any kind of mental health challenges or if nobody brings anything up, um, just bring the conversation up. Just, you know what? Uh, you know, in schools they have fire drills. Same thing. Right, you right. Know? Hey, yeah, we're not expecting a fire next week, but... We're going to talk about it just in case, right? Why right. can't we do that? You know? Well, we know, we know, we know. Johnny's a little down, but we don't want to have something happen to where you don't feel like you have any outs. So please, just get have the conversation, man. Because you, I'd much rather have a conversation with you and listen to you than have to attend your funeral. You've seen that meme, dude. That is a fact. Okay, you don't want to attend the funeral of somebody you love. Just by like not just by if you need to hear them or if you need to know like there there are things that you can do and there are ways to be proactive even if you don't feel like you can okay there is and there's help there's support groups there's all kinds of stuff man we have the internet okay you can find anything and and there are groups everywhere on that note yeah on that note thank you so much for listening um, it has been an absolute pleasure again. We're almost through 2022. Christ, 175. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, like... This Sunday, been... if you're in the 518, this Sunday we'll be at Empire Live for the Punk Rock Flea Market. Yeah, don't forget, Sunday, Empire Live, Punk Rock Flea Market. Come on out. We'll be there with all your mental health resources, all kinds of people. Pogo Beard Company right next to us all the time. With their tattoo bomb that I've got. Abomination. So until next week, get well. Be safe. Stay Thank you for giving us a listen. New episodes every Wednesday. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can share, rate, review, and even subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Other ways to support the show? Follow us on social media. Share the content. Share our episodes. You can also buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash above ground pod. For further concerns, show ideas, or just to say hi, you can email us at abovegroundpodcast at gmail. Once again, thank you for listening and supporting mental health. Keep the conversation going and stay above.